Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, on a Saturday that saw some pretty big statements. We'll discuss Pep's perfect performance at Stamford Bridge, Mourinho's cruise past Crystal Palace at Old Trafford. But let's start, my friend, with the first game of the day where Little Huddersfield Town took on fashionable Tottenham Hotspur at the John Smith Stadium. Kane could be in again, and is. Well, unlike most other players, he only needs half a chance. World-class finish by a world-class <laughs> player, Robbie Musto. Go on. I'm, I'm chucking well, that your way. Come on. Okay, so that was a question today, yeah. and that's what we were asking people out on social media. That's mm-hmm. what we got asked on the TV broadcast That's a question today. everybody's been asking in, in right. this last week. And let's start with the parameters, okay? So... These are what I think, and you tell me if you disagree on, with this, are the parameters of a world-class player. So a world-class player, for me, would get into a world-class 18, a team and, and bench. Squad, yeah. And a, so a squad. Yeah. You know, a tight squad. World-class. So a team that was going to attack a, a, a galaxy, you know, league, okay? Now, I'm given three striker positions for that 18. Is that fair? Three or four, you might go four, depending on your... Go on, go on, I'll, I'll, I'll think in, in modern days where there's your Messi's and different I'll wide players... Three. Anyway, so they're saying three. So, uh, it, w- that's the question. Is is Harry Kane going to get in those three spots in a world-class uh, squad? Now, I'm saying no. Who's in? Who's also, in? Okay, who's so, in. you know, just for number nines, we're also going to restrict yeah. this to the same type of player yeah, than what forward, he is. So yeah. let's let's put the players, I think, and it's, you know, it's, arg- it's arguable. All for um, debate. Yeah, all for debate. Luis Suarez, Ronaldo's playing as a number nine right now. He's mm, got to be there. Now. Um, Robert Lewandowski, Kylian Mbappe, uh, Edison Cavani, question mark. So th- there's, there's, for me, some immediate contenders. Is Harry Kane... In the top three of that list Kill, of players. Kylian, Let me say it again. Kylian on. Mbappe, yeah. Luis Suarez, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. Edison Cavani, Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. And there might be others that slipped, you know, slipped through the, the net a little bit in, in terms of my yeah. think, my immediate thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think, I can say he's on his way to getting there, but he doesn't you, get is a top three, okay. I don't think. You're, you're, you're putting Kylian Mbappe based on... on season and a half in, in French football with potential. I would say right now, Harry Kane's ahead of him. Not that this kid isn't going to be a superstar, not that he's going to develop into something special, but right now, Robert Lewandowski is a, is a good kind of contrast. All proven. Round, All slightly levels. more proven. All slightly levels. more proven. But age and potential, 
I don't know. I don't care. Right now, it's right, right now, now in a I, squad to I, attack I, I, a I'd galaxy. I'd take Harry Kane before Lewandowski. Luis Suarez. No, I think Suarez is ahead. Even though Ronaldo. he bites. Even though he bites. So you're so Ronaldo. Yeah, he's in. in. Ronaldo's in. You're saying Luis Suarez is in. So this Suarez is where we. Yeah. This is where this is, comes down mm. to this last spot. If we're going to go with three spots in a world class team, I'm still not having Harry Kane ahead of what Cavani Levin, Lewandowski. Lewandowski. I, I think if he had a Cavani. Yeah, okay. I, c I, can, I can entertain that. But I can't. Robert Lewandowski, I, I just can't Thomas right now. Thomas Muller would probably... Yeah, yeah I'm I'd, have, I'd have Harry Kane. Listen, yeah. I, I, it, it, please don't think this is any way a disrespect of <laughs> Harry Kane or not loving what he's doing mm. right now. But when you're talking world class, that's a, a difficult group to get into. It, it, it's just that world class, Rob, and, and, and we're talking about parameters, but I, talk, I, I look at this guy and think about his all-round game. He's finishing. His movement, his appreciation of other people. I look at, at, at people who you put, and, and they're not in your, in your squad, but world-class footballers. You look at someone like Neymar and Messi. Can't really head a ball. Brilliant world-class players, not great headers of a ball. That's part of the uh -oh. skill of, of being a, a world-class player. You, your, your argument. You with, can't ask every player, Rob, to no, be perfect I, I, in all parts I, of the I, game. Lionel Messi is an absolute ledge. You know that. He is. But I'm saying to you, you came. Your your argument was based on. Harry Kane is a world-class finisher. Right. Finishing is only one, ele is one element, though, isn't it? Just like heading's an element, or other things, speed is an element. I say Harry Kane's all-round game is close to being world-class. I, I get that it's close to being world-class, but is it, is it world-class, and is he the top-three striker? What, 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 what? Yeah, is, is Robert Lewandowski better all-round? Does he get in the starting lineup? You can, you can kind of yeah. you can package it how you want in different attributes. I would, I would take Kane... an all-round world-class player. Maybe I see more of Kane, so I appreciate more. Yeah, I would take and that's what Kane I don't want to do, Rob. Yeah. I don't want us to have these Premier League goggles on where everybody's reacting, and, and Rebecca gets all excited, and she's asking stuff about world-class Kane. Look at Harry Kane. But, There's more to football but, world, by the way, correct. than the Premier League. Correct, but... We also have to, have to, at times, look that, you know what, when we've got one, let, let's hold one up and say, yeah, you know, by the way, he can maybe go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Maybe yeah. this kid is, we've seen him train, we, we've talked to people about him, they tell us his dedication to his art and his career. He's just 24 years of age, Rob, his goal record is phenomenal at the moment. Does he does he have to do it on a high level, yeah, the Champions correct. League? And now, against, I'm not talking about Apoel as stop, well. Stop that line with the Applewell, by the way, because this is champ... <laughs> when, when, when you finish, Cristiano Ronaldo has probably got 40 of his Champions League goals against the likes of the Apple Wells and that. So let, let's put everybody on a level. It's Champions okay. League football and he scores a hat. And Ronaldo scored Full other stop. goals in that competition Correct. against some of the big boys. Correct. The best and that's so not, let's, I'm with that, you. So let, let's, hold, let's hold that a little bit. Let's hold the tongue a little bit yeah. until he proved it against some of those big boys. I put a tweet out today, Musty, and, and just wanted to know from, from our fans and the people who, who watch the show. Does Harry Kane have a seat at the world-class table, was what I tweeted out. And we got all kinds of responses, some for them, some against them. Some that sort of went along your, your school of thought, must be. Yeah, I mean, Juan, Juan Fernando tweeted us to say, why do people think that you have to be at Messi's or Ronaldo's level to mm. be world-class? Kane is world-class, so, so, so jealous as an Arsenal <laughs> fan. Another one that's, like you just said there, Rob, against it a little bit, is Phoenix Prince, who tweets to say, not yet. My opinion, need to be top five in the world in your position. So he's even saying top five. Mm. You know, we're saying top three. So it's even a, a harder kind of group to get into. For several reasons, this truly only season one for him. Mm. I know about that. Yeah, because he 
has banged him in the Premier League. But maybe, you know, Phoenix Prince and others want him to see it uh, at a higher level, level, international mm. level, or the Champions League level. But there was plenty who supported it. Yep. Uh, Anthony Zorg said, not sure why we're still asking this question after back-to-back -back golden boots. That one came out a number of times. Sports politics, interesting one, said win something with England. So internationally, he's got to go into a tournament, maybe World Cup next summer around and, 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 and be good. And Simone gave us a good one. She said, as a City supporter, I'll be first to say he's impressive and on his way. I like his humbleness about his feet. So that, that was a big part as well, because a very humble footballer. He, he absolutely is, and he's, he's very easy to like and appreciate of how he's built his game to be at this point where we're talking about mm. Harry Kane. It was, it was thrown, years. thrown out on loan a little yeah. bit early in his career. Yeah. What I think we can agree, and I want to get this in, uh, is finishing is world class. I mean, yeah. it's world class. Phenomenal. I don't know there's a better finisher out there you know, of course, Messi and Ronaldo with what they've done in their finishing. Okay, we get that. Yeah. But other than that, Rob, it, it, He's in the left foot, list. right foot. Mm. I mean, the goal today with his left foot that the he bent it in head. there like, oh. like you know, he, had, he, he was a seasoned, you know, artist with his left foot. A fantastic finish. So that absolutely um, is stunning. And it just quickly on the the improvement bit. Again, yeah. we disagreed today. Yeah. Because because like. I'm saying, I don't know how he gets any better. Because he, yeah. what, what, you I think, think you've got he's going to You've got to lay challenges. I, I know think you've got to lay challenges, but how, what's he, he not utilising? His game, his football intelligence, I think his influence over, over games, I think. Which is high, which is, which, which is, is high, but I don't think at 24 years of age, you go, you tell a young footballer, you know, that's it. You, 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 so you, what do you, you tell Harry Kane to get better? What do you, individually, what do I tell yeah, him? Yeah, what do you say? You, well, Harry, just, you can get that. You've just got to keep working on the same games. When we get the big games, you've got to make sure in those big games you, you, you're just as important. You're scoring your goals, you're a big threat. Days when you're not on top of your goal scoring game, is his all round game, can his all round game be a little bit little bit more? Just just on the picture, uh, generally, with Spurs, I mean, how impressive was this? I mean, yeah. are they. <laughs> Are they going to do better they than they we were, thought? They were, level, they were level above Huddersfield. We'll talk yeah. quickly about Huddersfield. But they showed us again. Listen, Rob, you've got this guy in your team. You've got support from people like Ericsson and, and Deli Ali. People to come back in that squad. There's enough depth and enough balance for them for them to do well. Huddersfield, just very quickly, Rob, because they were up against Harry Kane today. Bit of a rude awakening for them today. After a decent start to the season, there was a massive quality gap. And I just thought there was one or two players. I'll talk about Jonas Lerzel, the goalkeeper. Chris Lerver, the, the, the fullback, mm. looked a little bit nervous on their first sort of big day at the John Smith Stadium. And could you say that they're a little bit naive, Rob? Because, mm. I mean, to be fair, I wanted to see them come out and get in the boots of Spurs players, high press, make it difficult for them. That's what they tried, but Spurs just, just kind of battered them away. You know, the football around that press was fantastic and the mm. quality, it just stood out like a sore thumb. And, and we've given a lot of credit to, to David, David Wagner and what yeah. he's in Huddersfield. That was a bit of a reality check. Yeah, and I think sometimes, listen, in the Premier League when you come up, it's all about learning. I think it was a learning day. Go back on the training ground, go back to work and get some of those good habits. International break might just come at a good time for them. So, whether he's world-class or not, there's no denying how he Kane's in red-hot form right now. Next up, we'll turn our attention to the Red Devils, because they've paced poor, poor palace at the Theatre of Dreams. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick. Welcome back to the Two Robbies football show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, Rob, let's go from Huddersfield Town to Manchester United into Old Trafford and another very impressive performance, 4-0 against Crystal Palace. More goals more goals for Lukaku. Um, the progress is certainly there to be seen at Manchester United. The new yeah. players are settled in great. The goals are coming. There's a familiar pattern now with, uh, to Old Trafford with United, Rob. Fast start. 
Early goals. Mm. Go ahead. Take control. Ease off a little bit. Bring in the subs. Herrera, Lingard, Martial for the pace, for the extra goals on a counter-attack. Another 4-0. But... Mm. They haven't Why played they anybody yet. The yeah, they haven't played anybody yet. You know it. Mm. Everybody knows it. Four yeah. marks. Four yeah. marks of what they've done, mm. what's been put in front of them. But between the Premier League and even the Champions League, this has been a gentle start. Liverpool away on the Premier League's return after the international break is the first real tough test. Can't disagree, Rob, but this league, you know, you can take absolutely nothing for granted. Everton. All I'm saying is, an Everton team that we were talking about with the test, they haven't been so far, mm. but they got beat, they got thrown away 4 0. Leicester City, Rob, can cause you problems. You ask Liverpool. They They're 17th. You, yeah, but they can Everton cause. Everton is 16th. They can cause Leicester. Leicester can cause you problems with the way they play. Dealt with. They dealt with that. So, listen, I agree with you. We're going to, you know, stir a test of ahead for Manchester and we'll find out more about them. But. All I'm going to say is six clean sheets out of seven, Rob. Yep. Lukaku, seven goals in seven do, Premier doing League. Doing the job, absolutely. Doing, doing the job, what's required. And Jose Mourinho got his team exactly where... 21 goals in, in seven games, you know, average three a game now. That's that's way above, I would think, what Mourinho's usual average is. He's got his team well-balanced, he's got, he's got his team defending, and yes, there'll be they'll, they'll, there's going to be bigger battles, but I think they'll almost be looking for big, bigger battles. I think, I think credit as well to Mourinho. I think he's picking absolutely the right team. Teams, mm. particularly at Old Trafford. I love Juan Mata and Mkhitaryan being in this yeah. United team at home. Starting, they need, that, they they need that creativity mm. in the link-up and the combination play and the football. Um, I like Ashley Young at left-back yeah. because he does things like crosses he did today and crosses the ball for goals. Now, that's a that's that's a little bit left-field. They've got mm. Darmian there, they've got Daley Blint, who's been playing there as well. But he uh, likes Ashley Young, doesn't yeah, he? and Ashley he Young's doing him. the business. So, let, wherever let, the team, he's getting it all right. Let's talk about a certain big fellow with some big hair who just seems to be more and more... put. Marlon Fellaini, Robbie Musto. Many people thought over the last 18 months, two years, got to get this guy out of the club. He's an embarrassment to Manchester United with some of the great players they've had. That's what people were talking about, Rob. Yeah. yeah. Jose Mourinho's setup. Marlon Fellaini's become very, very important member of the squad. A poor man's poor Pogba. It's exactly the same role. <laughs> what? Don't, don't even go Well, he's there. filling his shoes in the team, and he's playing in the same way where he's asked to get forward and not, try and not score quite goals. quite the same he's creativity. He's getting the goals that Pogba should be getting. He's getting the goals, but not quite the same creativity. Yeah, I know, but, but that's what I'm saying, a poor man's version of it. Tor kind of gets forward, is a nuisance. Mourinho he deserves credit. Absolutely deserves credit. deserve credit. In, in Mourinho's team, these players are, are so, so important. Where, where do you see, uh, just want to quickly, where, where do you see a Manchester United against a Liverpool team? Where, where the Liverpool with their defensive issues? Will Jose grind the result out? Because that's, that's a game, you know, coming up uh, after, after the international break. With all their attacking qualities, he's going to have to go into that one a little bit differently, isn't he? He can't be as, as, as kind of... It's kind of open and with the, with his style, we we can force the play because if they play an open game, Liverpool will be. And that's what you respect about Jose Mourinho, Rob. That he'll pick a team for that game, and he's a master, mm. absolute master at that. We've seen it many times. Darmian will be in the side. You know, you're not no, you're not going to see the. Uh, yeah, I, I just I think it's going to be a more defensive Mata, setup. Matter Mkhitaryan might, might he drop one of them yeah. and get an extra body in I, I the think field. So. I think so. I think it'll be more of a counter attacking situation mm. um, to protect a back four 
that we still don't really yeah. know yet, Rob, yeah. because we'll, of the opponents. We'll find out, we don't we? really know. I mean, we saw Smalling come in for Bailly today. It's a good rest for Bailly because he has been good and he got a little bit of rotation today. Phil Jones has been strong. Yeah. I'm still not convinced, even though the defensive record's been great, mm. when the tougher games start. Let's talk about a team, Rob, who um, could do with a goal, could do with a win, could do with something to give some positivity. Crystal Palace right now... All I can say is I saw them three, four weeks ago lose 1-0 to Burnley. Frank de Boer got sacked the day after the, the game. They had 23 shots at the goal. They looked a little bit of a sport, like a team were playing. It, just a couple of things didn't go their way. Since that time, I dare say, I haven't seen one positive thing from the football club. They've got worse. And a new manager uh, in Roy Hodgson that, that we we weren't thrilled about. Underwhelmed, I think. Yeah, you were very underwhelmed. Yeah. I, I, I'm less... I mean, I just think... Pff, they're in a mess. They need some experience. Um, but there's been nothing that, to, to encourage the Palace fans of what we've seen so far. And I get the game's really hard. Man mm. City, Manchester United, they got Chelsea next. But, you know... It, it, I don't care about that because we've been in teams yeah. that we've gone for Man United underdogs and got Correct. something, and, well, it, and, it, and it, it shows spirit. It shows that you've well, got something about say, you. Why is he saying before you played any of these three games? Almost to the point. Everything I hear is almost like let's get these three games out of the way. Yeah, almost let's right lose these games, and then we can start a thirty-game season from them. Why are you not going to Old Trafford saying let's park the bus if we have to? Let's make it difficult. Let's bore bore the game, and maybe we might get set piece. Maybe we might get something. The whole demeanour of Roy Hodgson, I know it's easy to read body, body language with the manager, but he's head down a little bit. I don't see him on the, in, in the technical area. I don't see players responding to him. But there's the, of course, they've got certain players. Are. Christian Benteke, yeah. uh, Wilfred Zaha, uh, Foster Mensah couldn't play today against yeah. his parent yeah. club and Loftus-Cheek. But but it isn't really about that. I look at the team and I think, you know what? He went with five across midfield, mm. Kabay, Mil uh, Milivojevic, Punchin, Townsend and Schlapp. Yeah. Uh, that, that should yeah. be that should be that should do better than what we saw there, Rob. It, you know, just in terms of work rate or, or, or desire or determination to make a competitive game. This wasn't a competitive Premier League game, and that's the no. biggest slur you can say about this Palace side that that looks like they're absolutely battered in terms of confidence, in terms of belief. It's been a horrendous start. They've gone from one manager to another manager to another manager. The style keeps changing, and now you're seeing the effects of a of a disjointed. A, a in some ways shambolic football mm. club that you're seeing it now on a Saturday. You know what, Robert? I, I think some of them are, are like scared footballers. They, 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 you know, they get into these positions. It's five in midfield, and, and no, no, we're okay. Do you know what? I don't see too many people. Kabai, in fairness, I thought was yeah, trying to around a little, bit. I, I yeah. little go today. There, there's others who look like. They, they don't want to get any responsibility, don't want to get on the ball, don't want to make things happen, don't want to make mistakes, just let me keep out the way. Andros Townsend, yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you Good, something I'm about him, right? brought it up, because I want to mention Anthony it, so. Martial came onto the pitch and nutmegged him with about yeah. 70 Pop, minutes. Popped it through his legs. Right, right. Let, me tell, let me tell you what's happened if, if, if Anthony Martial does that to Robbie Earl. Anthony Martial's feeling six studs down the back of his calf the next time I yeah. get a chance. Don't do that yeah. to me and think you're going to get away. And particularly me, in this situation, by the way. Let me tell you what Andrew Towners did. He was more disappointed. He was going on and on. Oh, hand, no, hand he put head. it through my legs. You know, it's like... He's, he's more awful. worried about that than he was about the scoreline. That tells me everything about the individual thought processes of players in that group. Roy Hodgson has got as big a job on here, Rob, as he's ever had. And, and we talk about England and West Bromwich Albion and Fulham and things... Organising this team ain't going to be good enough. After the next game, they've got Chelsea at home, 
they could be eight points behind or eight points till safety to get out of relegation. Eight points, by the way, to make up is going to be very, very difficult. And I would go as far to say if they're eight points behind, mm. they're going down. Another bad day for Palace. Four more goals for United, six clean sheets in seven Premier League f- games for them so far. Palace could do with some form like this themselves. Next up, we'll talk about the huge class at Stamford Bridge. And today, the reigning champions took on the pretenders to the crown. And it certainly didn't disappoint. I'm Earl, he's Mustard, together with to Robbie's back in the mouth. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. And I think I saw today my favourite game of the season mm. in the biggest game of the season in the Premier League so far. I saw a proactive, expansive, attacking side beat a pragmatic, defence-first side in Chelsea. Mm. And from a manager in Pep Guardiola that we saw today, everything that he wants to produce from his Manchester City side, from all aspects, from back to front, from style to width to narrow to goal scoring to to everything really, Robin, uh, in terms of the tactics... It was a tactical masterclass. Mm. I could honestly talk into this microphone (laughs) for an hour about what I saw today and what I liked, what I didn't like, and what impressed me. Um, But I just thought it was a stunning game of football. Maybe people don't agree with me. Maybe you don't, a a 1-0 game. But I loved that today. There was just so much to, to take in, so much to watch, so much to challenge. I've been thinking about it since since we finished the the show, and and very rarely have I seen Chelsea, certainly under Antonio Conte, be almost puzzled by what was going on. Paralyzed. So, so they were, yeah. So the shape got pulled wide. It got pulled long. They got drawn into areas. The was. I was almost thinking like Pep, Pep was almost like the, the magician who's got the, the cups under the balls, and every time Chelsea picked a cup up, the ball wasn't there. <laughs> they they kind of didn't quite know or couldn't work out where the next pass was coming from, and the goal came courtesy of the team being stretched, the three midfield players with the tongues hanging out, yeah, just to no. chase so many balls. Kevin De Bruyne gets himself in a good spot. Exchanges a pass with Jesus and scores a wonderful goal. But it was almost like the boxer who's. Been punching, been punching, been punching. Till been he jabbing just all the jabbing way Just jabbing all the way until he knew it was time to land the KO blow. They did, and it was, it was a stunning win for Pep Guardiola. And the other thing I'd just like to say, Rob, in, in terms of... Last season, Chelsea beat, beat City in both the games. I think he, th- there's a learning that's happened in the 12 months for Pep that he knew today, if I'm going there, I've got to control the ball, I've got to move them around, and I've got to create the chances w- with the ball. Because, to be honest, as, as an attacking force, we very rarely saw Chelsea in the game. I mean, he hasn't changed his style or his philosophy after last season when so many pundits mm. said he can't win in the Premier League like this, this all-attacking style that's playing out from the back. You know, he's got to tweak it a little bit. He's got his team, to, for your point about learning, he's got his team playing exactly what he wanted today. It was kind of back to this kind of very unusual system yeah. of fullbacks coming wide, going inside, playing, uh, using the outside areas to try and develop their play, and they scored going through the middle. Um, and Chelsea, you said at half time today, Rob, you said, you know what? Mm, and I, and right. I agree with you. Antonio Conte might be, yeah, City okay. have a lot of the ball. Wasn't it? It was yeah, yeah. And we've seen many yeah. times that Chelsea the defending side, the pragmatic mm. side, uh, counter attacking football comes out on top. But yeah. Not today. No, and, and Manchester City were too good with the ball. Up, they worked them too hard. They had too much possession. They had too much control of the, of the tempo. And in fairness, the Morata injury was, right. was a blow because they didn't have the threat. And, and let's just let's just 
drill into that one a little bit. Yeah. So Morata comes off, we, we're thinking it may be a hamstring injury, not sure, we'll have to listen to reports. Batuai's on the bench, just scored a last-minute goal for Atletico Madrid. He puts on Willian and Hazard. Batuai sits on the bench. Explain. Well, it's not good for, for Batshuayi, obviously, um, but I understand it, Rob. In a game with that magnitude, this is a first-half substitution, wasn't it? Was it the yeah. first half, wasn't it? Yeah. And in and, and, and Willian, you know, you got... It's more uh, maturity, more experience, hold the ball I'm up. I'm a centre-forward. I've just scored goals. We, we need to win the game on a counter-attack. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, our, our colleagues, Lee Dixon and Graham Lasso, talked about it, and I think it was Graham that particularly thought that Batshuayi should be there to hold the ball up. Mm. I don't think, honestly, that it would have made a difference who would have came onto the field of play. Because City were controlling things. Mm. The ball going up there. I mean, you telling me that Batshuayi on his own, Rob? Because that's what it was at that point. Chelsea had put four across midfield, yeah. five across the back. Mm. Are you saying that, that Batshuayi would hold the ball up better than, than Willian? I, I, I'm not saying that. What I'm, what I'm questioning, Rob, is that if Morata's not fit, have Chelsea got a recognised goal scorer to keep them in a title race? No. That, that's my question. Yeah. Because if they if they if they've got a player that they trust that that much, mm. he comes straight he comes into that into game. The game. And if but you they don't, don't trust him that much, then you you go with with, with Plan B, which he did. And I, again, I, I can understand the reasoning, but it worries me a little bit. If Morata's out with a four or five week hamstring injury, problem. Yeah, and it looks like that could be the case. So have we seen today? If we learned something today that's pretty important for Chelsea, that they're a good side, they've got mm. a good manager, Azar's going to make them better. But actually, the striking situation, Morata's been mm. brilliant, but if he's going to be out for four or five yeah. weeks, and we don't know the, the severity, that that's going to stop them the winning back the title. Up, the, back up, the backup striker might not be good enough to, to get them in, in and around that title. Any excuse... I don't want to take anything away from Man City yeah, today, right? Uh, yeah. You know where I'm going to go yeah. with this. Atletico mm. Madrid, yeah. we watched the game on Wednesday yeah, night away in Madrid. Brilliant game. Brilliant, game. Yeah. brilliant Chelsea. Yeah. And I, we did a podcast mm. after that, and I'm saying, wow, Chelsea can win the league with this kind of style. Yeah. Was there a sharpness and energy lacking today that we saw on Wednesday? You'd have to say, Rob, and, and I don't want to give them an out, that there probably was. Another 24 hours with the, with the travel and that, I think, makes a difference. I think you have a little bit more in your legs. I think you, you, your game plan might be better. You might be able to break out from those counter-attack situations with a little bit more speed and a little bit more conviction than we, we saw a team today. So, I, I'm sure Antonio Conte doesn't want an out and, and won't want an excuse but you have to think maybe it did that 24 hours extra for Manchester City does have a bearing and the other thing is Rob how hard it is and I, and I can't tell you and you, you have to explain how hard it is to chase the ball for as long oh, as Chelsea did absolutely. without getting it it's different when you got the ball you, you go run all day because you've got possession and you're going to get it and you're going to give it to your teammate but when you're chasing left chasing right as Bakayoko was as Angolo Conte was as Fabregas was cross that midfield constantly Constantly for, for 60, 70, 80 minutes, it just takes it out. Just going back to City, did we see an improved, more mature John Stones, Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus, and Leroy Sane? Are they are they are they growing before our eyes in terms of young players in a big game that they they stepped up today? They got on the ball, they linked together. Stones, particularly at the back, I thought had some good moments. Have they grown? What do we learn today? Where are, where are we with these two sides? Uh, you know, we both tip Pep for the title. Yeah. Is today's performance definite, not definitive, but a, a, a confirmation I, that absolutely they're the team to beat? I don't think we could jump to, to too many conclusions based off one game. But yes, I, I, I get you. I think there, there's, there's an improvement in, in those players, improvement that has to continue. I, I think in some respects, Manchester City 
have a little bit more structure and, and, and defensive strength than people give credit. And maybe on the other hand, we'd probably say that Chelsea's attacking flair is, is lacking when, when they lose someone like Morata out of the side. So I can balance it both ways, but, but certainly there was, there was a better concentration about Chelsea today. Yes, they dominated the ball, but when they didn't, they didn't have too many scares today. In terms of picking out individuals for Man City, let's mm. do it. Let's pick out the goal scorer. Kevin De Bruyne. Let's talk about Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. Um, obviously, a former, Ch- a former oh, Chelsea yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. How good was that goal? <laughs> and, and how good is he this season? He's... Right now, if you were voting, he'd, he'd probably... He'd take minimum for play with the, 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 we're seven games in, so, mm. though, you know... If they go if they with Champions, he continues he, in this style. He, he's got a great chance of that. Yeah, I mean, he's taken over the mantle from, from David Silva in many respects. He, he, his passing ability, his intelligence, his movement, his understanding of the tactics that the manager wants. I saw him a couple of times telling Ryan Sterling where to go in, right. in their rotations. It's like he's got it. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's in his head and some of the other players are still working it out. He's an absolute manager's dream and Chelsea must look at him and think, how on earth did we let this, this player leave this football I mean, club? David Silva has been the man at City for this yeah. creativity. It, it, hand it on. Hand, the hand 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 on. on. I mean, not to say that no. David Silva's no, not no, a I very valuable part of the side. His assists hand, have been great this year. Hand, hand it on, mate. But De Bruyne, in terms of the man with his assists and that he's got such a powerful strike off oh. bo- both sides what a really good goal that was today to win this match yeah you call it heavy feet and um, it, it was a great yeah. win that, that one for Manchester City so in a week when they lost Benjamin Mendy and Sergio Aguero to injury before the game City got a huge three points against Chelsea and in our last segment we'll focus on a few teams and managers who are starting to feel a little bit pressure even this early in the season and preview a big clash at St James's Park when Rafa Benitez faces his old team Liverpool this is a Robbie's football show on NBC Sports Radio and all we talk is Premier League. Welcome back to the Two Robbies football show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, my friend, it just leaves us to wrap up any other big games today, big stories today, and, of course, we will preview Newcastle versus Liverpool, but the big game today and the late goal was for West Ham United, who beat Swansea at home 1-0. Yeah. What does this mean for Slavon Bilic? That he's breathing a little bit easier, that he's probably sipping a nice glass of red and, and saying to his wife, I'm still in a job. I mean, it's been ridiculous uh, week to week the pressure that Slavin Bilic is under. Is well, it ridiculous? Well, it is to a point where it's like every result it goes under the scrutiny. I mean, there was talk this week, Rob, and, and I mean, it's all a bit bizarre and, and headlines, but Carlos Angelotti was, was sucked by Bayern Munich, ex-Chelsea man. He's totally wants to get in the Premier League, mm. the kind of guy that West Ham would certainly love uh, to, to get in. And, and so people were suggesting Slavin lost this game and, he, and he's lose his job. That, that's where we are after seven games uh, this season. So it was a huge, huge win and an important win, late goal by Saka. I always find it very interesting to, to listen to the managers afterwards mm. in, in big results and Billage looked like a man greatly relieved mm. but again he said it and, and it's impossible for us to watch all the games Rob yeah. of course at the same time but again he talked about this is a temporary style mm. we have to s- hit the ball yeah. long to, to Andy Carroll it's not how I want to play it's not how West Ham fans want it I know that football, but he yeah. is still playing his emergency football mm. now with that little bit of space up to 15th now a little bit of breathing room are is he going to get more out of Chicharito? Is he going to bring Lanzini into starting lineup? And are they going to try and play a way that the ownership at West Ham and the fans mm. want to see? Well, this is going to be the test. And, and people who work with him say he, he's a very good coach, Lavin Village. He, he's good on the training ground. He's got to find a way and find a system that's going to suit his players and get the best out of them. Chicharito doesn't like being on that left hand side. You see it all over his body language. 
he needs to be in and around the box where he gets all these goals, where he makes those little runs and where he can, can be dangerous. They've got to find a way of in- integrating him into the system, but not just going long ball into Andy Carroll, because c- that doesn't get the best of all the football he's got in his team. I think, I'll tell you what I think, I think it's going to be hard when you've had limited success, but you've kind of survived on long ball football. For any time, Rob, when there's a little bit of bad, you know, a bad moment in the game, they could go back to it. Are they going to be brave enough to say, you know what, enough of that? Let's get back to the football that we all want. Or is it going to be, oh, it's not going very well. Mm. Here we go, Andy. Take this one, this long ball up in the air. It's the easy way out, isn't it? It's the way they go. And, and I noticed just after we come back from the international break, they're away at Burnley, which is not an easy place to go and mm. go and get results. So, again, the, the pressure will, will, will be on Slavin Village. Talking about pressure, Rob, yeah. and Paul Clement, your, yeah, your coach, Kate, Kate, yeah, you, you know, pass it over to Paul Clement. <laughs> Came in last season, kept them up, you know, talked about what he wanted to do in the summer, brought in a, in a few players. Not quite gone as, as he would, would have liked. Um, I wouldn't say at this stage he's under pressure, but, um, yeah, he's got to get some results pretty quickly. Two players. Wilfred Bonney, mm. Renato Sanchez. Now, yeah. again, couldn't mm. see how effective Sanchez was today. Uh, Wilfred Bonney, we saw take a shot. I think he missed a target. Did he miss yeah. a target? Or he got the, the, so he was active in the game. But if, if those two players don't produce what Swansea think they can, mm. they're going to be in another relegation fight. And, it, and it's so tough to see because Paul Clement has been doing the right things and, and the football he's played has been really good. And the, the deals were difficult to get rid of Sigurdsson and Llorente, but we both thought with Bonnie and Renato Sanchez, they're good names, they're good additions, yeah. but if they're not getting out of, of what they expect from those two players, it's going to be another difficult season. They're third bottom right now. The yeah. pressure absolutely goes under poor Clement. Let's move, let's move tack. Yeah. We, we've got one, we've got three games tomorrow, but one, one in, interesting game. Newcastle hosts Liverpool, Rafa Benitez uh, against the, his old team. I mean, let's talk quickly Liverpool. Attention to defence again. I mean, Carriers will probably be out of goal, Mignolet will be back in. Mm. I mean, how long, do they just need to keep a, a clean sheet or two to, to stop all, all this they can't defend stuff? They do, but, but I, I don't know whether Jurgen Klopp's going to change anything to try and help that. I really don't. The goalkeeper probably... Do you think probably, it's something he, he talks about to, to his team? Do you he think must, he, he talks course, about he to the back do. four? Does, does he get them together and, st- and do the work that's required? Or is it something that he, he feels will just get better in time? What disappoints me, Rob, is that we aren't seeing on a week-to-week basis, mm. particularly after, a, again, a poor defensive performance, anything different. No. That's what no. worries me a little bit. Mm. I mean, yeah... Is the work being some, done on the training ground? Well, it, it, we don't, we're not seeing it because all we're seeing is an, is a, an expansive attacking side that wants to go forward. I, I haven't seen a pragmatic, a, you know, a defensive kind of, oh, Salah's not playing today, or they brought off Salah and Coutinho to bring on Milner in a wide position, or Oxlade-Chamberlain, or, you know, just to play in a different way. Mm. I think he's got to change his way he tried to see out games, of course. I, th- I think if you look at Newcastle as well, Rob, it'd be a full house there, it'd be jumping and really? James, 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 James Bond. Well. I, think, I think Newcastle will go in that game thinking they can win that one. I don't but, think they, they go there, it's, it's a fear thing. Yeah, I think Rafa Benitez in particular will, will look forward to it. Um, Who does do his work on his defence. He does do his work, and setup. Newcastle side with they've got some nice footballers uh, Matt Ritchie on the right hand side Christian Atsu uh, Mikhail Marino a player I really like mm. as well Rob I think it's going to be a fascinating game an intriguing game and a game really when you think about Liverpool for top four and for title yeah. they've got to win it win. yeah all the big boys seem to be getting the results and scoring lots of goals Liverpool need to do theirs as well so, that just leaves us time to reward the tweet of the day, and that goes to Juan Fernando. When we asked about as Harry Kane got a seat at the world-class table, he's an Arsenal fan, Juan, and he said, don't need to be Messi or Ronaldo, 
level to be world class. Of course, Kane is world class in that kind of bracket. So, one, please make sure your direct message is your address. I'm going to get a two Robbie scoff to you in the post in the next couple of days. So, on a day when Manchester City gave Chelsea just too much to think about and came away with three big points from the bridge. Remember, for more debate, discussion and good old argument, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts to download the Two Robbies show. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review the shows. The ratings help increase our ranking and visibility, which allows more football fans to discover the show. And finally, for me, thanks to all the good folks at Culver City. We couldn't do this without you. Absolutely. And thanks, of course, to all the listeners for listening to the show today and telling us what and who you think is world class. We'll take an international break next weekend, because all the players are going to go off and play their international games, but we'll reconvene. And certainly watch out for podcasts, because we will releasing a fresh Two Robbies podcast uh, after the games tomorrow. So, until then, my friend, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good, good night. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.